You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. Put your hands together unto Jesus. He is faithful. Thank you and thank you, thank you for coming today. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Many of you didn't see me on Thursday. I was here. I was here. Spirit, soul, and body. I was here. I was watching you from the watching point. Amen. Right, it was a great time. Amen. It was a great time. And um, this morning, I just want to add a few things to the theme that was declared on, on Thursday. We made reference to Acts chapter 8, verse 5 to, to 8. Actually, it is the entirety of chapter 8. I didn't want to bring that one. It might confuse you. I'll be doing a little bit of talking from that chapter. And I'd like you to go back and do the praying for yourself to enter into the spirit in that chapter. Amen. The spirit in that chapter 8. It's just like chapter 8 of Romans, it's good for you to always desire to enter into the spirit of that chapter. Reading and praying, reading and praying, worshiping God and receiving inspiration from the Holy Ghost. And then you are quickened for greater work. Amen. Hallelujah. Two teachings came up before this week, before this week on the purpose of the church, the body. It's a natural beginning of what we are talking about uh, this, this month. Why are you a Christian? Why were you saved? Why do you be belong to a group that is called church? What is the purpose? What does God want from you? Don't get deceived. God does not need your money. Your money is a motivating spirit for your own benefit. God doesn't need anything. He said, if I'm hungry, I will not ask you. Why? Because everything is his. And can he be hungry? No. So what really is our contribution to the program of God, to his work, to his church, to his program for mankind? What is our contribution? What is he expecting from us? This is a very crucial thing that we are looking at. We've been talking about it, but it's very, very crucial for us to decide to make this month 
the focus for the month to be that means it's very crucial. And everyone who is into the spirit of winning souls is a very, very, very committed person to the things of the kingdom. Anyone who loves souls, you don't need to squeeze the person's head or hand to let him give offering. Many people in church look for positions. They look forward to Sunday service because there they will display the little that they have. The people will not say they are poor. Now I want to emphasize something to you this morning. That it is not about position. It is about responsibility. That you are standing at a point where you are relevant to God and to the schemes of God. To the things of God. Hello? I'm not saying don't dress well. No. I'm not saying don't look for money. No. I'm saying that if you are walking with someone, you must know what touches the heart of that person. If you know what touches the heart of your wife or husband, there will be no problem in the house. But if you don't know, you will think you are doing good for your partner and you may not be doing anything. There is what God wants. You welcome to the service today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please have your seats. You're welcome. You may have read about the person called Philip in the Bible. Particularly in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. When you drive through town, you will discover at various points people get you angry, you even get offended. And sometimes if you are not careful, if you don't exercise self-control, you may even open your mouth and say things that should not be said. When you are leaving the house, you lock your door, lock it with almost everything. Why? Because you are afraid that somebody will go and break in. If you are spending two hours or three hours here and somebody wants to break into your house, the person will break in. The reason why they don't break into your house is that there are defenses over there which are not from you. They are from the Most High God. Now, all the people that do things that we don't like, there is what we can do as our responsibility to the kingdom of God that will bring them out of that situation and make them profitable. Make them what God had programmed them to be. This is what we are talking about. The number of hours that we talk about people, if we invest the same timing in the same period in winning souls, we may 
be reducing the things we don't like in the nation. I remember the resident pastor spoke about this a few days ago. So we are our own enemies in neglecting to do what God wants us to do. We love to praise him. We love to dance. We love to preach. Those of us who preach, preach and make people feel that you know what you're talking about. At the end of the day, if it does not amount to what God wants us to do, we are not doing much. So let's go to chapter 8 of the book of Acts. This man called Philip was introduced to what in chapter 6. So chapter 6 verse 1, we'll read about um, 4 or so verses. Can we read it together? One, let's go. Are you hearing yourself? <laughs> Very interesting. You know, I was at the office and I heard uh, Leslie shouting. And I said, the wife has given him some egg this morning. Is it because you have not eaten? Please, let's read it with some life. Let's go on. The widows of the Hellenistic background, did they carry a badge that these ones are from the from Greece and the nations under Greece? Did they carry a badge? You know that same thing happens in church even today. Some time ago in a church that we were privileged to pastor in Nigeria, we were doing outreach, organizing something for widows and orphans. It was a huge thing. The other times they were distributing were quite um, varied and very essential to the people. Now, the moment some of the members heard that we were going to do that, they extended invitation to their friends and some of them I don't think were widows they came in and they were trying to determine what should be given to them my wife was involved in that exercise they were doing it became a huge thing then some began to say is it because you don't know us Come and collect some things of milk and some sardines and things to go and organize yourself. And you are talking about knowing you or not knowing you. In the first place, why are you here? Human beings are always complaining. Always. Sometimes you complain against yourself. Always. 
It's a bit difficult to satisfy people. A bit difficult. Now these ones began to complain. I'm not saying that what the scripture is saying is not correct. I'm not saying so. I'm not saying so. But I'm saying that happened then, it is still happening. In our various homes and everything, somebody is always looking for something more than what is due. Somebody is always eyeing something that belongs to somebody and would think that, that if it had come to him, it would have been better. That sense of greed is there. But I want to show you a place that you need to be very greedy. It is the area of winning souls. That you become so greedy for souls that you won't allow anyone to win any soul except you alone. God will clap for you. Amen. All right, let's go on. Let's read. So verse 1 was becoming a distraction. What was going was becoming a distraction to take them off the actual thing they were sent to be doing and get involved in settling disputes and maybe overseeing the sharing of food. We see these things happening in the present day church. Verse 3. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Qualifications, honesty, honest report. A man, not that he's been baptized in the Holy Ghost, but he's full of the Holy Ghost. There are two different things. You are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you are speaking in tongues, but you are not owned, you are not possessed, you are not controlled by the Holy Ghost. But you were looking for one who was full of the Holy Ghost. So we don't reduce Holy Ghost to tongue speaking. And yet ineffectiveness in their faith. These are the ones who want to appoint to oversee this business. To attend to this business. And then verse 4. Are you seeing the assignment of the leaders of the church? Prayer. And the ministry of the word. So if you are a pastor here and all you are doing is mortar and cement and um, blocks and things like that, you are, you are going off. God has given you people who can take care of those things. Mind your core business. Pastors, are you hearing me? And mind your core business. If they eat the money, they are eating money that they brought. <laughs> Only tell them that the owner of the money will demand it from them. From their hands. Yeah, let's go on. Stephen? Full of what? Full of what? Full of what? Maybe one day we'll talk about that one. Yes. Mm -hmm.
These are the people that were brought in. Verse 6. Go ahead. Now, Philip was one of the six who were appointed. Seven, is it? Seven who were appointed. So, you can say that Philip was a man of honesty, a man full of the Holy Ghost, a man of wisdom, and any other thing that we mentioned over there. He was fit to be a leader. He wasn't the only person. In the next chapter, we see Stephen doing wonderful things and uh, he became a target. He eventually killed him. But you know, the Bible says that and he slept. Have you seen that in your Bible? In chapter 7? Yeah. The last verse of it. And he slept. So he wasn't killed. He only slept. Praise God. Now, this Stephen, sorry, this Stephen was the one whose stoning was officiated by Saul. It is said that the clothes of people who were going to stone this man, it's a heavy work to stone a man until the man would die. I don't like it. Praise God. They cast their, their clothing at the feet of Saul. And he was joyfully doing it. And then in chapter 8, we are told that there was heavy persecution led by Saul, who later became a class 1 apostle. He calls himself the, the, the chief sinner. But he became one that was so appreciated because of his commitment. We are not talking about him today. During the persecution, the brethren scattered. The only apostles who were left in Jerusalem to manage affairs and direct their course. I believe that some people just went away and that was the end of it. Nothing happened. I remember some years ago in Nigeria when the Muslims came up against Christians and they were attacking churches, attacking pastors almost everywhere. And some people closed down their churches. All manner of camouflage that they came up with to just make sure that they couldn't be identified as such. Every time there is crisis and persecution against the church, that is a moment of growth. That's a moment of lifting. It takes the wise to know that one. When the darkness becomes more and more dark, allow me to use that expression. When you enter into Stygian darkness, that is where light becomes very useful. 
or most useful. I've told the story of a young boy who is, is a big man now. He will stay in his room, their room, and then carry umbrella. There in the room. It's called Pius. Broad daylight, Pius will carry torchlight. At that time, we were just laughing. You ask him, what word do you want to do? I will be a watchman. It didn't make sense. We were laughing. But when I got born again and began to study the word of God, I discovered that there was an anomaly somewhere. The torchlight is required when there's no light. Not when the sun is on duty. So your light in you becomes useful and commendable and attractive to people when the darkness is thickest. So where there's persecution, that's the time for you to stand for your God to show himself that he's God. And Philip happened to be one of the people who were determined to pursue this goal unto the end. The Bible says in chapter 8 that we're looking at now, Philip did not run away it was the instruction for them to leave Jerusalem. But he carried the word with him. He carried Christ with him. You leave your house to go to work and you leave the word in the house. You leave Christ in the house. You turn around, there is no one who knows you. Your pastor is not there. Your, your family members are not there. When I say family, the church family that we have. And so you can do anything that you want to do. Such a person is not qualified to be called a true Christian. He's wearing the garb of Christianity, but he's not living the life of a Christian. He carried Christ with him. He went to a place that was, if you like, the enemy's camp. He went to the Samaritan region. And Samaritans and the Jews had nothing in common. Except by Christ. They were enemies. Their story will be told sometime later. Not today. And that is where he went to. And as he went, he kept on preaching Christ. It, it, that is the thing that is very important to me. And the man went doing what? Preaching Christ, don't go out preaching your church to people. Let them come to accept Christ. Then you can take them to your church. But if you are not careful and one of your church members had gone somewhere to misbehave and that person knows that person, the one you are talking to, knows that person who may be a key figure in your church and you are presenting your church, you ask, do you know this person? I do, then your church isn't a good one. This and that and that and that are the things that this fellow does around here. But if you present what your church stands for, they will know that the person is misbehaving, but that is not what you are teaching. So carry the gospel of Christ 
Go and preach Christ. He is the one you believe in. Tell them. Tell people how Christ came and by love gave himself for everyone that we could be saved and become children of God. So the Bible says he went preaching Christ. Verse 1. Chapter 8. It talks about the persecution. Now go on. When you say that they scattered, <laughs> everybody was looking for where to hide his head. Scatter. Yes. Two. Stephen's barrier is mentioned. Yes, go on. Pray. This man was going from house to house to fish out the Christians wherever they were hiding. And I think he got to a point he got to know that in Damascus they had quite a number of Christians who were there and so he chose to go there. But that's in chapter 9. When you read, you come to see that one. He met his Waterloo. The man was busy. He was committed to what he believed in. No wonder God chose him. He was committed. He was committed to Judaism. The practice that had come all the way from the time of Moses. That was what he believed in. Anything that was different from what he believed in, he was ready to fight it to the end. I wish we could also stand and fight to the end. To make sure that people come to understand who Christ is. They come to know what he came for. They come to know what he's doing now in the lives of those that believe in him. If we can give ourselves completely to it, then we are becoming some people that God will look at and want to lift us up. God does not hate anybody, but God is delighted in the people who are giving to his cause. Philip went preaching Christ. Do you know why some of us have not known what we carry? It's because we have not gone out to provoke the environment for us to use what we carry to be a blessing to people. Some of you are sitting down here, you are heavy evangelist, but you are in your room. You know what they call mushroom? Emre? There's a saying among the Akan people, and yet Apotoyuamuni Tumre. You know Apotoyuan? That local grinding thing that you put up, you put up, you grind. That's not where the Emre, you can't grow Emre there. You can't carry your Emre and put it on the third road. And expect that one to germinate and come up with more for you. Buy the best quality of maize and just throw it on the tired road. Vehicles will run over it and then one goat will come around and finish it up. 
There's something that you carry by reason of the presence of the Holy Ghost in you. And as long as you are lying down sleeping, as long as you take delight in just eating and sleep and wake up and make noise and discuss politics, discuss football and things that have no relevance to your spiritual cause, I'm not saying don't belong to them. I'm saying don't waste your time on them. I don't want to offend the politicians who are here, but I always say it everywhere I go. The politician in Ghana, if he's a Christian, must know that he has every opportunity to show something about Christ to others. Unfortunately, many of them allow themselves to be swallowed by those who are not Christians. Because they are doing some things, you want to be part of them. Your life must not be pleasing unto people, but just unto him. The one who made you, the one who delivered you, the one who has kept you till now. There was something inside Philip. When he began to preach Christ, then challenges came and he began to minister to them. People got healed. People got delivered. People got born again. It was said that he shook the entire place where he went. And news from there got to Jerusalem. That Philip was doing great things over there. Winning souls. Breaking the grounds. He was a deacon. He was what? A deacon. He was a server of tables. One who was distributing welfare materials. Those who were in need. He was not a pastor. So to speak. He didn't have access to microphone. He had access to people. But there was something that was deep-seated in Philip. It is love. It is what? And that makes me make this mention. You cannot be a person that will win souls if you don't have the love of God at work in you. Not that the love of God is not in you, but it is not at work in you. So from the experience and what uh, Philip did, the first thing I want to take note of, in this your year of expansion, what must be foremost in your life on the exhibition table is the love of God, which you extend to other people. Love people. Love will always open the door for you to talk to people. Not pride. Not arrogance. I mentioned something to you some time ago. A man who walked into a church when they were raising money for doors and windows. Heavy money. He went there in bathroom slippers because he had suffered an attack of the enemy. And he had gone insane. When he walked into the church... He saw what they were doing and he, he offered to buy one door and two windows. And everyone that saw him thought, <laughs> this guy thinks we are joking here. He was looking so unkempt. But God wanted to do something in his life. 
This is not a story I was told. This is someone that I knew. He made a pledge and then tell them to excuse, he told them to excuse him that he was going to be back. He went to his house and brought a checkbook. And then signed a check. And when he was signed, everybody was surprised. This crazy man. This man has checkbook and has money in the bank. Why is he wearing slippers? Then you should know that something is wrong. He signed a check to cover what he had pledged for. And then the pastor in charge prayed with him. And instantly. Instantly. The Lord delivered him. He loved the kingdom. If it is about God, then I'm ready for it. If it's about souls that will be brought from darkness into light, then I'm ready for it. The more you show love to people, the better opportunity for you to share what you believe with them. And the high probability that they will accept what you are saying. Hallelujah. That quality that Christ put in you at your new birth is principally meant for you to show them who God really is and what he stands for. Hello? God used Philip in a dimension that amazed everybody. It was so colossal in impact that he had to send Peter and John all the way from Jerusalem to go and attend to the new converts and get them baptized in the Holy Ghost. That was somebody who was just a church member. Someone who was in charge of food. And you think that the work you are doing in church is just ordinary. That is just to keep you alive and make you dig deeper into yourself. Do you have the love of God in you? The Bible said the love of God is shed abroad our hearts by the spirit of God that God has put on our inside. So we have it. We are products of God's love. And we have the seed of love in us. It is the show of this love that will make you accepted or acceptable to people. You can't talk about enlargement when you are almost always at the neck of other people. Let me tell you something. There is no one who offend me and then I will talk to my wife and make the thing look so serious that she may decide not to talk to the person. No. And if she has problem with somebody, 
I can only advise her. I will not become the person's enemy. I can discipline that person. If I have to beat the person, I will beat the person. But we won't be enemies. Why? The person has not offended me. And even when the person does, because of what we carry, we can let go. We can do what? We can let go. We have talked about these things over and over again in this place. Let it go. What are you keeping people for in your prison? And you still want to talk to people and get them born again? There is an aroma around you that pushes them away from you. When you come into contact with wild animals, there is something about you they want to know if you are afraid. If you are what? Afraid. It's, it's something that comes upon you. You become a target instantly. Has it occurred to you why children are not attacked by some of these animals? Their child will be there. Look at the animal and be smiling. And they will raise hand. How are you? The child does not know anything about the animal. No business. Express love to the animal. Smiling. The child will put their hand inside the dog's, dog's uh, mouth and nothing will happen. But you try to hold the head of the dog and you understand what it means. Why? There are many, many things around us that won't allow even animals to be at peace. I, there's a dog in our house. It's just recently I made her comfortable. I always shout, sit down. The only time she saw me, she ran. But my wife can be talking with her. I don't have a problem with her talking with the animal. But later I saw there was a need for me to make the dog comfortable in the house. So I'll spend a few minutes, touch her, and then go. And then you should be wagging the tail like that. Animal too wants love. So show love to people. So love is a principal thing if you are going to be a profitable soul winner. Amen. So have unwavering passion for the kingdom of God and for the church. Thank you. Mary Magdalene was privileged to be the first one that Jesus sent. But because she, she loved him so much. She loved him to the extent of wanting to keep the body of Christ. I have said that maybe she wanted to worship that body. Mary Magdalene. Jesus was the epitome of love. Wherever he went to, in the midst of enemies, the spirit of love conquered. And of course, Philip, just like I have mentioned just now, And Jesus places a demand on the issue of loving him. A reference was made to that, I think, a week or two ago. In John 21, verse 13, uh, verse 12 to 19, you read the entire thing there. But Jesus, when he rose from the dead, asked Peter, 
this one question three times. Do you love me more than these fishes that you went for? The business you are doing becomes more relevant and productive if you are using as a medium to let people see the love of God. So I said, don't be position conscious, but rather be responsibility driven. And your major responsibility is to win souls. So this man, we shall be examining this responsibility and how to go about it, how to handle it. In the diverse things we shall be doing. On Tuesday, on Thursday, evening 6.30 and then Sunday morning, time like this. I want to put a challenge to you that your life and your cost of living, not cost of living, your cost for living will change drastically. You will live a life that is devoid of fear. Because you are a lover of people. And you are seeking for souls. Look for them everywhere you go. Beginning from where you are. Your house. Your partner. You know something crazy came to my mind yesterday night. I said imagine you and your wife are sleeping. And the woman is overcome by the enemy. And then she carries one scissors and then choke your eyes. You'll be defenseless. So you need someone to keep you safe. It is the same God that saved you. When you become useful to him, he keeps on protecting you. Because a task will come from anywhere. Anywhere. I got so tired yesterday doing certain things. In the night, I slept a little and I woke up and my head began to ache. So I woke my wife up and I told her, place your hand on my head and speak. While she was doing that one, I slept off. Now, assuming there's hatred between us just over something, salt that was not enough or salt that became extra or the taste of the soup is not what you like it didn't meet your class some kind of nonsense like that and you are talking to your wife, you are angry talking to your husband you are angry when he talks, you give him reference Go and see so and so person, the husband of so and so person. You are destroying yourself. Let the love of God be in you and work through you to other people who need your help. They are waiting for you. Let this week bring you to a point where you, your love will be expressed everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. You want to be a soul winner? Love people. 
love them so much care about them and care for them that's just the one point I've raised and we'll talk about the rest later your Christian life will keep on blossoming and the hand of God will be strong upon you as you make the kingdom your consideration in the name of Jesus Christ rise to your feet rise to your feet don't be position conscious rather be responsibility driven love the Lord love his work love his kingdom love his church go out for souls get someone hold somebody's hand look at the person's face and pray for the person just one minute asking the Lord to baptize that person God bless you for listening to this message you can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi, Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.